Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Endeavor Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Breitkopf. Today we have another uh, episode in our series on hacking your own SAT program. Uh, Neil and I are talking about the different type of uh, curricula a school or a uh, nonprofit or a homeschooling or just a single family can use to set up their uh, SAT program for success. And today we're specifically talking about the different types of curricula in terms of one that focuses on strategy-based instruction uh, versus one that focuses on um, practice test and drilling-based instruction. So, Neil, take it away. All right, welcome back. Back to um, how to hack your own SAT program. Um, So today, uh, we're going to be talking about curriculum. So there's a lot to cover in curriculum, so we're not going to cover everything in this video, um, but we're at least going to cover kind of more the nuances of the kind of curriculum theme you want to consider, right? Um, so specifically, when we're thinking about test prep, at least in our industry, there are, I, I mean, there's probably many schools of thought, but the ones that we most come across are, if you're going to build a program, do you have curriculum that's very strategies focused? versus kind of, you know, for lack of a better term, drill and kill, right? Really kind of take practice questions, study the practice questions, do the practice questions and then review them, right? So for many of the providers out there, they kind of do one or the other or some type of combination of the two. So we're gonna talk a little bit about that today. Um, so, so Jason, again, we're here with uh, Mr. Jason Breikoff, who's gonna um, kind of walk us through this a little bit. Um, but Jason, you know, from your experience, when it comes to kind of the curriculum for a test prep program, um, what is kind of the idea, what's your perspective in terms of that? Is it better to have um, strategies versus practice questions, combination of the two? I'm guessing it's a combination of two, but you know, why don't you walk us through that a little bit if you don't mind? Not at all. And so what you just said is very interesting because combination of the two sounds right, but let me just break that down a little bit. Yeah. So the first thing you said was the difference between a strategies-based program and drill and kill. And there are a lot of programs that really focus on just, here's another practice test, here's another practice test, where each session is just taking a practice SAT. And I am very, I have very strong feelings about that. I'm very much against that. Not, I just don't feel that's very useful because it's not just the doing. And doing practice questions is important but they must be done in context. So I am much more like 100% on the side of the strategies-based instruction. But strategies with no review or practice, how are the students supposed to master that? How are they supposed to express their knowledge and um, experience with these strategies? So there has to be some sort of practice, some sort of review, but the way I like to do it is the, the class, the instruction, the lesson, however you want to look at it, is strategies-based. Understanding the content of the text. It doesn't mean the the math content, knowing how to balance an equation. They should already know that. The students are high school students. They're taking some level of math in high school probably. Mm -hmm. They should be. So they should understand some, some, if not most, of the content. So it's the content of the test. How is the test structured? What are the ways the puzzles are set up? The the tricks and traps of the test and how to use problem-solving skills and study skills to crack these puzzles and defeat them. 
Well, so so let me ask you a question though, right? So just so everyone understands, can you explain like a strategy, right? Sure. So like, like what does that mean versus kind of a practice question? Sure. So the practice question way of doing this is, and I've seen companies do this, and I'm not going to drop names or insult anybody because that would be rude. Sure. But I've seen companies that pretty much say that you know students can come for six straight weeks and just do six practice tests once a week, and then they get a report, and that's their class. Yeah. Well, that's great. That report is great, and it's useful to show you what questions you got right and wrong, but where's the instruction? Where's the learning how to beat this? Yes. On the other hand, in terms of strategies, let's take math for an example. Mm -hmm. And you come across a particular problem, and it's a word problem. Everybody hates word problems. Students hate word problems. Parents look at them, and they're frustrated. It's a very typical thing where word problems just give people just agitation, yep. nerves. So the idea is how to break down the word problem. What is happening in that word problem? So for example, you might say, okay, in this particular instance, we're gonna use a logic-based strategy. And the question you wanna ask is, what information do they give me, and what information do they leave out? Mm -hmm. And so you're looking at that problem not in terms of what the math is or what the specific answer to this question is, but more like, what are they giving me? Mm -hmm. Strategically, what are they giving me? They're giving me information, they're giving me a lot of background about some science experiment, they're telling me that there's an equation, and they're telling me what X means and what this uh, constant, this number means, yeah. but they're not telling me what that part of the equation means. Okay, mm -hmm. now I can use the answer choices and use a process of elimination strategy to say, does that answer choice answer the question yeah. and why doesn't it? Yeah. And there's ways to explain this to help break this down so that the students can be very logical and uh, unemotional about this. The problem with the test, like the SAT or ACT, is that it is, in my opinion, as much an emotional experience as it is an academic experience. Sure. Yeah. The, the whole sure. thing of going there on a Saturday morning and a thousand other students are in this school mm -hmm. and this test is going to determine the rest of your life, it really won't. Yeah. But they feel that way, the students. They're, they're set up for that because if they don't get a good SAT score, colleges won't look at them. Oh no, what am I going to do? And then an emotional response happens. Yep. And that impedes their ability to problem solve. It impedes their ability to be as successful and display to their full potential the knowledge they already have. Yep. And so by focusing on strategies, you're de-emotionalizing the test. Yep. Um, strategies are as much psychology as they are knowledge. And while content review can be built... Sorry about that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Well, content review can be built into programs, and for example, if you know for a fact that the students in your school district have not reviewed grammar since fifth grade, a little bit of grammar review rolled into the uh, content and strategy instruction for the writing section, yeah. it's not a bad idea, yeah. but saying we're going to focus on math and we're going to focus on grammar kind of defeats the purpose. Yep. Same thing with just drilling and killing. Yep. If you just do practice tests and don't explain why this is important, yep. it's just not going to be a successful experience for the students, in my opinion. Well, so I know in a couple of episodes we're going to be talking, we're going to be diving much deeper into the, to the curriculum related to the different sections. But I guess maybe just even taking a step back related to kind of the decisions that anyone running a test prep program would need to make. So when you're saying when you're saying to kind of, you know, again, build the strategies or, or get the strategies and then kind of have the practice questions kind of tie to that to kind mm -hmm. of, you know, really practice that strategy. So 
what type of curriculum can you can you use out there, right? So like, do you just basically, are there books out there today? Like, because for the most part, there's the College Board book, right? There's right. a few others, I know Kaplan, I know a few other of those guys, right. they've got the books. Do they have those strategies in there? Like, where do people find strategies right now? So there's a couple things. First off, the College Board and the ACD both put out a book yep. each yep. with practice tests. Okay. They don't really talk about strategies in their books. Okay. In fact, both tests will tell you that you cannot strategize their tests. Okay. The College Board will tell you that. And they're wrong. <laughs> and they're not wrong out of ignorance, they're wrong because they want you to believe that their test is so academically rigorous yeah. that it can't be gamed. Yeah. And you're not gaming it, you're just understanding how puzzles work. You're learning yeah. about study skills. So yeah. you can strategize, you can learn strategies and improve on these tests. Yeah even if you don't learn anything new in school. Got it. Going from like one test date to the next, if you took a strategy course, yeah. either on your own or with a program, yeah. you should improve. Okay. I've seen it happen. Okay. So where can you find the strategies? Yes, companies like Kaplan and Princeton Review and competitors have strategies in their books. Yeah. Some of them are universal. Yeah. So for example, if you went through the Kaplan book, the Barron's book, the Princeton Review book, the Peterson's book, yeah. many of the math strategies, even if the names are a little bit different, yeah. are going to be the same. And I teach those strategies with the companies that I've worked with and yep. I currently work with. Yep. Um, and many of them are universal, although there's a few more logic-based ones that I feel that we do that's a little bit unique. But then it comes to the reading sections. And the reading sections, because the texts, yep. both in the SAT and the ACT, are so dense, yep that those are where the strategies really differentiate between companies okay. and you want to be careful about where you get it where you get those strategies okay. um, and i i mean both those companies have sales forces and they have more than just the books yeah. but you know it's really about finding the strategy that's most effective for your students okay and i know i believe that you know, I think I'm amazing, so I think that what I teach is the best. So yeah. I, I'm not going to speak ill of anybody else, but I'm just going to leave it at that. And the same thing with the ACT. There are, the more reading-based it is, the more differentiated strategies tend to be from company to company. So what do you think, and, and maybe my last question for you is just, what about the whole flipped classroom approach, right? So everyone's saying that, you know what, go ahead and learn the strategies at home via video and then come into the classroom and we'll work through practice questions or the other way around, right? Where you're learning the strategies in front of an instructor right. and then you're going home and do the practice questions. What's your perspective on that? I'm, I much prefer the second model okay. where an instructor is teaching the strategies in person, can answer questions about it, can look the students in the eyes and see if they're getting it or not, mm -hmm. and can try different ways to explain the same strategy the way any really good teacher is going to do. Okay. And really adapt to the students. And then have them practice at home. That's okay. the whole point of practice is to practice at home. The other, the flipped model, which is the students do the videos at home and then come in and then they do the practice work yep. there. The problem I have with videos and I do like a lot of videos. I, I think that the problem is, is that it requires the students to be more self-motivated. Yeah, they have to choose to watch the videos, yep. choose to do the work, and unless it's tied into some sort of system like a Google Classroom, um, PowerSchool, yep. or some other system where when they click on the video and watch through it and finish the video, yeah. it gets registered somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. There's no way to guarantee that the student is watching the video, yep. that there might be a practice set of questions. And I know that having online practice questions as a question bank is a great supplemental resource, and yep. I'm for it. Yep. 
But again, there has to be a way to identify if a student has entered and done them, like Google Classroom or PowerSchool or any of the other. Uh, I know there's a few other ones that I've used off yeah. and on. They can track that. Unless it can be tracked, it's not going to be successful. It's not. And, and I can even tell you that too. I mean, just from, we, we tried building a program a couple of years ago, which basically did that exact same thing. So you would do the video, give the students the video to watch at home, and then they would have to do some level of practice questions and then come in. The participation rates were so low. So unless you have that kind of accountability to ensure that the students are actually watching those videos, mm -hmm. I would echo Jason's statements and I would stay away from that. Yeah, the word that you use that really uh, cinches it for me is accountability. Yep. When the instructor is there and says, here's the strategy, here's how we go through it, here's a practice set of one passage, now we're going to review it, and here's the homework, and then when you come back next week, we're going to review this homework and talk it through, and I want to see it. That's accountability. That's the way yep. your schools have been working for the last 100, 130 years. Yep. And, you know, regardless of what people say about the school systems, that model works. Yep. Yep. I mean, technology is a valuable tool, and I am a big fan of supplemental question banks and tracking online using Google Classroom, PowerSchool, or any other service that you use. Yep. I just mentioned those two because I've been using them recently a lot. Yep. They're great as long as they're tracking, as long as there's accountability. Got it. Got it. Um, okay, well, great. Well, the, um, the other thing too, and I'm happy to share this with our viewers here, is that um, if you don't have the strategies, don't worry. We're actually gonna be releasing, uh, well, it's actually close to a couple hundred videos that have all of our strategies related to the SAT. Um, you're gonna be able to use those and use those for your classrooms, for your students, feel, figure out however you wanna uh, use it, but um, we're gonna be releasing those hopefully in the next couple weeks here. So. Um, thanks again, Jason. No problem. And uh, again, comments, questions, leave them below. Thanks again. Thank you, Neil. Uh, once again, a great conversation that you and I had. I just really love talking with you about these uh, sort of uh, curriculum-based uh, concepts and setting up programs, and this has been a lot of fun. And I hope the folks at home, you're getting a lot out of this, um, understanding how an SAT program is created, and if you're not close to someone who can help you, uh, setting one up for yourself. Uh, if you enjoyed this episode, please like, star, heart, whatever your podcast listening app of choice lets you do to show you're liking the episode. And uh, please subscribe so that you can get new episodes right away. I usually drop them on Tuesdays and Fridays. And uh, if you want to share this episode, you know, hit that share button, that share sheet, send it out to your friends on Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, etc. If you want to leave a comment, you can do so on iTunes. Uh, I check that about once a week. And if you want to get a uh, more immediate response, you can uh, hit us up on Twitter, at EndeavorPod. That's our Twitter account. Uh, I get a notification on my phone when someone leaves a message there, so I'll get back to you pretty much right away. Uh, thanks so much for listening, and as always, let's keep learning.